Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to Feast of Films. My name is Cole. I'm the host. Wait a second. <laughs> I just realized what you said. It's Feast of Film, not Feast of Films. You know how I talk. Feast of Film. Uh, so I guess that makes me Josh then. Yeah. Hi. I always go, it's me. Oh, hello. It's me. He- hello. <laughs> You're probably wondering why I, Cole, have a different sounding voice today. And you're probably wondering why my body type is completely different. But you wouldn't know that because you can't see who Cole and Josh are. Josh was very fat. Well, that was just rude. Uh, now I don't know if they're, if <laughs> if you're talking about me or yourself. I'm Cole. Okay. I get all the babes. Yeah, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, it, we fooled you. We got you good. Happy um, April Fools on February. This will be going up February twenty. Let's see. Um, yeah, about twentieth. No, I I get this is this is the first time, right? I think this is the first time. Um, Josh, or I guess New Cole, New Cole on the block is going to be hosting <laughs> for us. Um. I'm 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 the old Cole, by the way. Uh, but yeah, so Josh, you're going to be hosting for us today. Yes, sir. And I guess I am the host because either I've seen this movie more recent, or yeah, I don't. There's really not a precedent for it. I just uh, just thought I'd let you do it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> today we Dana. will be watching a Dana Carvey classic, um, Master of Disguise. Does Dana Carvey is he in a lot of movies? I think he is. I mean, he obviously did the Wayne's World movie. Wayne's World. Wayne's um, World. And Wayne's World 2. Let's see. He's in this one. He's, uh... And that's about... What movies has he been in? I got this. Of course he came from Saturday Night Live. Well, yeah. Wayne's but, World, Master Skies, Wayne's World's 2, Little Nicky. He was in Little Nicky? Apparently. I don't know what how big of a role he had. It's been years since I've seen Little Nicky's. So. Trapped in Paradise. I don't know what that is. Never seen it. I don't think he had a lot of movie roles. I think he had the Dana Carvey show, and that was mostly. Well, that, and I think he's just, he's more well known from uh, Saturday Night Live. Yeah. He used to be a big um, person on Saturday Night Live. Which, I he mean. Had, like, the, he had the church lady, and obviously, uh, Garth. I don't, I don't watch Saturday Night Live. Well, no, I mean. From Wayne's World. He was Garth, right? I've only seen half of Wayne's World, so I can't remember who Garth is. You know, the counterpart. <laughs> to Mike Myers. <laughs> to Mike Myers, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think it was Garth. Um, yeah, there's a lot of actors who have come from Saturday Night Live, like my, Michael Scott, Steve Carell, uh, you got Will Ferrell. Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. Dana Carvey. Um, Mike Myers came from, didn't he come from it as well? Did you mention a, a Chevy Chase? Chevy Chase, yeah, that's like where I think he was one of the first ones, wasn't he? Oh yeah, yeah. So I mean, there's a lot he, of, uh, and he used to do a, who was it, President Ford, I think. That makes sense. Do you think he'd be uh, President? Oh, I get it, Chevy Chase and President Ford, because he's a he's a Chevy. What? Because he's a he's a Chevy and no that. That wasn't the joke they were going with. Well, they missed an opportunity. (laughs) (laughs) 
Anyway, we are watching Master of Disguise today. Yes, a uh, not so well beloved movie, apparently. Yeah, we were we were trying to decide which movie uh, to watch because um, yeah. we were going to watch a different movie, and uh, it and I looked up uh, how long this one was going to be, and I saw some of the critic remarks. Yeah. I watched a. Uh, it was a few months ago, but I did watch something on Dana Carvey because I didn't even know who he was. I think it was when I was watching that one half of Wayne's World. And uh, yeah, it, it, even it was talking about how bad, how much of a mess this movie was. Well, see, the thing is, is what I noticed reading through all the remarks, people either absolutely hate this movie or people absolutely love this movie. There is no in between. So, There's no, yeah, this movie was okay. It's basically, but... you're either a Chandler of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 or a coal of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. Can I not? Yes. Te- a coal of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. Yes, a coal or a Chan. But yeah, so, I mean, me personally, I I enjoy this movie. I, I love this movie. Yeah. Um, You know. But the, what, I mean, I don't think I've found a movie yet. What is a movie you absolutely despise? A movie I absolutely despise. Because it seems like every time we're on the podcast talking about a movie, you know it's like, I love this movie. Well, it's because it's a movie I know. Exactly. There's a trick. Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Rip my heart out. Just joshing. I don't know. I have to really think about that. I I know. I know I feel like there's been a few movies where it's like, I... Really don't. I really hope I don't have to watch this again anytime soon. That's how I felt about Valentine's Day. <laughs> I mean, I could watch it again, but it was just so long. Four hours I endured that. I I would I wouldn't know what that's like because I wasn't invited to come watch it. You you had a thing. Did I? I know you had something, but I can't remember what you were doing. Well, anyway, I've probably seen this movie more recent than you have, and. Yeah. So um, I haven't I haven't seen this movie since I was a child and I thought it was an Austin Powers movie. It's been a couple of years since I've seen it. So um so I am going to be the one I'm partaking in this feast, this unknown territory, sort of unknown. It's kind of like that, you know, maybe it's like a restaurant you haven't been to since you were a kid cuz it was like I was just a couple to- states over. And you know, you finally go back and you're like, "All right, I I don't I remember loving this or I remember this being okay." Is it what? What is it going to be better or worse than I met? Than it's I remember? Like, it's like Papa's. Yes, but Papa's pizza. I, come back, please. Yes, I. We beg of you, please. I want you back. So I'm going to be asking you a few questions, Josh. If that's all right. Yeah, go ahead. Well, no, you won't enjoy this movie. <laughs> well, first I was going to ask how the acting was in this movie since he's oh. a master of disguise. Well, I don't. How how familiar you? How familiar are you with Dana Carvey? I loved him in The Cat in the Hat. <laughs> well, his his way of acting and being silly is very similar to Mike, Mike Myers. Myers. That's what I figured. Um, so, I'm not familiar. To, I only know him from that one half of Wayne's World. And as far as I remember, I don't think there's really any really big name actors in this movie. I mean, they could be playing in other movies as far as I know, but it's at the point in where this movie was made, they may not have been made big time. Yeah, this was this movie came out in two thousand two, I saw on Google. Yeah. Um 
So acting could be decent to mediocre. Yeah, I feel like I feel like you would probably give it a six or a seven. Okay. Ooh, you're gonna you're gonna give me a rating. Okay. All right. Well, my second question is: um, Is this movie? Will I enjoy the humor in this movie? Oh yeah, I feel I feel like you will. Okay. Um, seven or eight. Okay. Uh, let's see. All right then. Um. Well, since we're going with that, well, let me ask this then: um, Is there characters I'll care about in this movie? No, that's not. Well, okay, yeah, this is supposed to be a comedy, right? Yeah, yeah. Is see asking that? Well, I care about these characters in a comedy movie is hard because a lot of comedies, it's not usually about caring about the characters. If that makes sense, like. Well, I feel like I feel like it depends on the comedy movie. Like Austin Powers, I don't think you're. Oh yeah, definitely in in Austin Powers, you're not supposed to care about. Well, I mean, that's not what they're going. It's not with, the but point, if, right? But in like let's say Mr. Deeds with Adam Sandler, yeah. you are to care about like oh this or Big Daddy. I or, feel like there's like those movies are still comedies with Adam Sandler, but I feel like they're again taking that different route. Whereas I feel like well, this seems, well, seems like a full on. Just comedy. Yeah, but I feel like I feel like there are a couple characters where um like um the lead female, she has a son. Mm-hmm. Um and I feel like I feel like um yeah, I feel like that's a character you can grow to care about. Okay. Okay. Um so let's see. Is the story followable in this movie? After watching Valentine's Day, I need I need something that's pretty easy to follow. Oh yeah, it's it's followable, f- followable. You can follow it, okay. Um, <laughs> and I mean, it can it's it's followable to the point where it's easy to sum up. Okay, good. All right, uh, let's see. Any I got maybe. Let's just jump ahead. Do you think I will like this movie? I feel I feel like you'll enjoy it. I maybe at least a seven. Okay. I See, feel I feel like that's that's a yeah. fair. Okay. Um. All right. Well. Oh, and just so everyone knows, if you listen to my Valentine's Day podcast, which was on the movie Valentine's Lonely Day, Cole. I I wish I would have given that movie a lower score because I don't think it deserves a six. The more I think about <laughs> it. Um, but I First can't go time back. in Feast of Film history, a new score on another episode. <laughs> I can't do that. But next year, we'll probably watch it again. Um, we'll probably do more Valentine's movies, and we'll definitely watch that one again. But maybe next year, you'll be able to stomach stomach it better. Like like you said in the podcast, if you watched it with somebody, you may have found it more That's enjoyable. True. So I need to watch it alone again. I need to record a podcast, and then I'll watch it with friends, and then I'll record that podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll just see how it goes. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm ready to watch this movie. All righty. Let's uh, feast on our in our feast eye. while we feast. Feast our eyes and feast our bellies. It's uh, feastception. Yes, the uh, eye of the feast, if you will. There or, we go. I guess mouth. There we go. It's the mouth of the feast. It's the beauty in the feast. All right. I'm of bet. our stars. In in this year, <laughs> beauty of the feast of our stars in this year. Alrighty, well, um, we are going to go ahead and watch the movie, and we will be back in a little bit. Time to feast.
All righty, welcome back to the Feast of Film uh, Master of Disguise Edition. Um, I'm the host for the evening, Joshua, uh, with uh, the co-host Cole. Always find it funny that I, I mean, me and Jake came up with it, calling each other co-hosts, but then it's like, if we're both hosting, <laughs> like, there's no, there's no, I mean, the audience is a guest, sure, but like, well, I'm, I'm the I'm the lead host. It's just funny. Usually, it was supposed to be technically. Um, I believe there was only going to be one host, but we just called each other co-hosts. So. Well, that's like, you know, you got your head pastor and yeah. then... Um, Executive pastor. And then you no, got ch- children's pastor and then youth pastor. And then you got choir pastor. What's, what's we the can't one, forget what's, about sound pastor. What's what's the one that's right below the Associate head pastor? pastor. Associate, that's right. So you're the associate host, the A-H, the ah. I am Joshua. I'm the head host, the HH, um, and that's Cole, the R for the evening. Hey, hey, um, All right. So we just got done watching Master of Disguise with yes, Dana Carvey. Yes, we did. Um, a very, I guess you could say, dated movie. Like we, like you know, we discussed before watching the movie come out in two thousand two. Yeah. Um, I didn't see a single cell phone. Oh yeah, th- there dated. wasn't. Was there? Yeah. Well, and there was a lot of references to a lot of different movies yeah. in it too. Um, Scooby Doo, Scooby Doo, which the I'm pretty sure they were talking about the movie, the live action movie that had just come out because they were talking about it's like he looks so real, yeah, yeah but he's CGI. Um, we were talking about it, and this movie had to be more geared toward kids. Or teen, preteens. I would, I would feel, I would, I would say preteens to mid-teens. Yeah, because I mean, there's a lot of jokes about fat bottom girls. They um, make the rock and roll go round. Yeah, um, but you know, there's also a lot of. But you have to remember that stuff. A lot of kids' movies have some adult jokes in them because True. parents will be watching the movie with their kids. Right. Oh man, I smelled oh, it. I'm sorry. I could I couldn't I had to because it just suddenly come up. I was like, I gotta do something. I don't wanna burp. I thought you were going to throw up and I was like, Oh great. (laughs) (laughs) Now he knows how I feel about this movie. Hey oh (laughs) anyway, anyway. Okay, so um the movie starts off, you know, with a it starts out with this narration of this guy, uh well the grandfather telling he's like there was a family of generations ago. generations of in a galaxy far away where people <laughs> disguised and saved the world it was a family of disguisers who stopped evil it plots. just did like a, the star wars <laughs> like the dark side in the star wars it, um he talks about the history of the uh the disguises yes. and, and then it kind of transitions and he's like and this 70s. is my son um, and it's a woman, Bo Derek, I think, is the one who was the actress for that. Yeah, I, I guess there was an actress that said Bo Derek, and she was nominated for a worst supporting actress. Who? Uh, well, she was only in it for like a cameo, so that, I don't understand how she yeah, got. Yeah, she supporting was just actress. in there for that little bit in the beginning. I feel like supporting actress would be like Jennifer Des- 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 Despacito. Yeah, like, but whatever. Anyway, um, the father's like, "This is my son," and I'm sure everybody in the audience is like. What? Um, That's a lady. Nana, nana, dude looks like a lady. 
Oh, Aerosmith. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, Arrowhead. Anyway. But then but then the woman gets in the car and... Um, She's like, this death was close. And then, or sorry, that was close. And then pulls off her mask and... It's a man. He's like, that was too close. A, an Italian man. That and, was a too close. And, the, and like, he, he took something away from Devlin Bowman, who is a bad guy. Who gets put in jail. Who gets put in jail, yeah. And um, he's like... Yeah, that's not a woman. That's not a woman. And she's not Bul- Oh, she's not Bo Derek. That's what he said. I thought oh, he yeah, said she's yeah, not yeah. Bulgarian. Yeah. <laughs> um, now anyway. the movie makes sense. Everything clicks with me. Ten out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, um, after after uh, the son gets in the car and takes off the mask, he's like, "This life is too dangerous. I don't want my son to get yeah. involved in it." And of course, it jumps to his son, who shows him growing it, it's up. It's like twenty years later, yeah. I think. And it's like he didn't fit in a lot with the other kids, and. He like would always mock people, and um, you know, shows him basically growing up. And he, as a as a baby, this so this movie. Let me just say this: this movie has a tendency to overuse bad it, dated effects. I'll say that for our time dated, but even then, I don't even want to say if it's dated. But like, so for instance, let me just give an example. Use like they have the baby. And he's like smacking. You know, he's a baby, and the who's doc- your daddy? Yeah, doctor's smacking a baby, and he's like, uh, he's like, you smack me, I smack you, and he like starts slapping him. But it just over, um, God, help me. Well, and I almost overlays the voice, not overlays. It overemphasizes. No, it's like where you, oh, records over, but it's. Well, I'm not sure, I can't but I feel that. I feel like that that might have also been a part of it. I mean, I think that was part of the jokiness, part of the kid-like feel. And like I said, I I mentioned during the movie, like towards the start of it, because you were like, "Is this a James Bond movie?" And yeah, I was like, dun, I said, dun, well, dun, 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 I said, maybe dun, maybe dun, this dun, is a spoof." Sorry, I said maybe this is a spoof of. I was hoping you just keep on talking. James Bond 007 Shaking not stirred Stirring the shakes I feel like this could have been like a spoof on spy yeah, movies and I think it was a, a, a it was kind of going for that um, kid like spoof ish because um, obviously Dana Carvey is a spoof guy Mike Myers is a spoof guy Saturday if you came from Saturday Night Live it's all spoofs. Yeah, I mean, Michael Scott from The Office, Steve Carell, his character, Michael Scott, is literally almost always spoofing something in in many of his scenes. You know, whether... And he's known for his spoofs, like, you know, Prison... Not Prison Mike. Well, yeah, Prison Mike. You know, like, Michael Klump. <laughs> <laughs> What's some of his others that he does? Well, we're not talking about. Oh, um, he, he does the Asian guy. Oh, yeah, Ping. Ping. You know, he's always trying to spoof a character or a scenario, um, you know... To make things funny. So, and I just feel like Will Ferrell, they do it like he's in a lot of movies that are in their own rights, spoof-ish, spoof-like, you know. But yeah, it, it you know, the uh, grandfather goes through the history of uh, the main character, Pistachio. That's his name, Pistachio. Yeah, his name's Pistachio. Um, and, you know, he, he has that disguising nature of, 
wanting to disguise himself, wanting to become another person. And that's the thing, you know, as I was talking about, and then I got distracted by other stuff. um, Like, you know, they're overlaying the voice. I don't, I can't remember the word. I'm sorry. Um, you know, and he's like, I smack you, you smack me, I smack you. And like, you know, <laughs> obviously the baby's not saying that. I think it was a real baby though, um, until it starts smacking him. But, and then it's him growing up. And as he grows up, he keeps mocking, like someone will be like, making fun of him or he'll I have be, like a unique accent. Yeah. And he'll like start just m- trying to mimic the accent. Um, and so he does that growing up and he's in science class, which has Dylan and Cole Sprouse just kind of like low-key being young pistachio yeah like you know part of my childhood right there um well them old when they're older but and then you know it's him and he like somehow like looks like he's super big and buff and goes over to this the weights room and the other guy and these guys like pulling like a bunch of weights where you it's like the handle and you pull it um and it's on a, a pulley i guess is what they're called and like you pull it up, and he's like, let's see if you have some strength. And then he gets smacked into a wall. <laughs> and then it's, you know, him as an adult. and He's like, uh, the father's outside the door of their Italian slash house, or Italian restaurant slash house, and some some city. I don't, it's, I don't think it's New York or anything, but the father's like, you got to come out. There's a woman out here for you. He's and- like, a woman? Well, he opens the door and it looks oh, like yeah. he's trying to disguise himself as like Gandalf or he's like a shaving like, cream beard. He's like, you better not. He's like, pistachio, you better not be wearing the underwear on your head again. He's <laughs> like, he's like, of course not, father. That is in, or in, not impossible. That is like something, you know, that is crazy. Yeah. Unless I had the shaving cream beard to go with it. And then he's like, there's a lady waiting for you. Don't say, he's like, a lady? Oh, thank you, Papa. Does the Italian thing where, like, kisses both cheeks and... and a bunch of shaving cream gets on the dad. And yeah. he's running downstairs, and the mom is like, go make... He's all cleaned up, too. Yeah, he just immediately gets cleaned up, which this movie, you know, it's kind of a thing. Um, it's a very fast-paced movie. And yeah, so that that's another thing about this movie we'll get into. This movie is, like, super fast. Like, it, it was only 80 minutes, so about an hour and 20 minutes. And uh, it, it, well, a lot of it was credits and, too. Yeah, at least um, one of the reviews that you read earlier said like 15 minutes was credits, so it could be a future length film. Well, it was like this movie was only like 65 minutes. The other 15 was um, credits and whatnot. And it's literally, I feel like most of those credits were, you know, they were bloopers, they were cut out scenes, but most of those cut out scenes were like different characters we never saw in the movie. And it's like, did they just add in all the deleted scenes? At the end in the credits. Probably. Like, oh, this was funny. We can't leave this out. <laughs> you know, make them stay. And then after that, they had an after credit scene. And then they had like a, a tiny little it was, it was after, like, after credit scene. It's like watching a Marvel movie. Yeah, it's like, am I done? Has has it went to black? You you have to wait until the lights come back on. And then you have to wait till they start cleaning up. You have to wait till the second showing starts. And then you still have to watch it to make sure that they didn't put something in that one. That and you then you have last. to spend the night there and you're still not sure. <laughs> you're like, you never know. Like it's literally constant like um, paranoia when it comes to like Marvel movies. Did I, did I miss something? It's like, you know, because you'll like leave after you think everything's done. You'll get online. They'll be like, bro, did you see the after credits, after credits, after credits, after credits, after credits scene? Did you see the post pre credit scene, <laughs> bro? That was the movie. That's almost like a when they brought was it Infinity War or Endgame? They brought back because they're like we added Endgame, this scene and they did it so they could be Avatar as the most sold movie in the world. 
Anyway, her anyway. most big biggest blockbuster hit. Yeah. Anyway, um, Pistachio comes down the stairs and he goes outside, and um, well, he sees his mom real quick. Yeah. His mom's uh, a bigger lady. Yeah, she has a big bottom. That and that's a that's a key point in in the movies. Uh, di- disguising men for some reason like big big bottom women, but um, anyway. Uh, Pistachio goes outside and he's talking to I forget her name Michelle um, or something no I don't remember but uh, it's, it's it's the woman that plays the mom in Wizards of Waverly, Waverly Place yeah which is if you grew up like we did you probably saw that show on Disney Channel um, anyway and she's like we had some fun at the bar last night but you need to leave me alone stop calling me and it's like I have a boyfriend and you're just not my type and she walks away and he's like kind of staring he's At like her I don't, he, he's like i don't i don't know why i like her so much and as she's walking away you can tell why he likes her so much she has a big bottom yeah and so um, um and then she like knocks over a uh it's those signs that sit outside coffee shops, like the double, like you open it oh, up, and it's like yeah, chalk on this, it. Like a sandwich sign or something. Yeah, and then this kid comes by, and he falls, and you hear him go, I'm okay, I'm okay. And then they they use that line. He, he shows up in the movie again about four times, and every time he shows up, he's always falling off his skateboard. He's dry, riding a skateboard, and he falls off a skateboard, and they just play that line. He doesn't say the line. They just play the line. Like, they recorded it the first time he said it, and then they just play it over and over. Yeah, and... um. And, 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 you know, Pistachio's helping him up and stuff. Yeah. And, um, the a street vendor's like, hey, Pistachio, why don't you do one of your silly voices for him? He's like, oh, that's a good idea. Let me do you a line from the famous, uh, Shrek. He's like, get out of my swamp, donkey. He's like, I make waffles. <laughs> yeah. And he met, he does the line wrong. I'm pretty sure, but it's, I think it's funny. He's like, He's like, get out. He's like, I'm making waffles. Well, I think I think he's just doing it for the voice yeah. rather than the line. Yeah. Which he does a very good impression of uh, Mike Myers, who's basically his twin. But really, I at, when he did that, I couldn't tell if it was him doing the voices or if it was doing a voiceover. Because when, when he did the Eddie Murphy, it's like, surely that's got to be a voiceover. I thought he was just doing the voices. I didn't. I mean, to me, it didn't seem. I mean, I wasn't. But I mean, but attention. Dana Carvey does a lot of impressions, so I mean, it could very well have been himself doing it. But yeah, um, but you know, he makes the kid laugh and stuff, and they get to talking, they become friends, and what happens? Oh, and um, well, he and then uh, he has to go inside and work. Yeah, he has to go work. He's a waiter at the restaurant, and then there's like this other guy, Rex. Is that his name? The new waiter. New waiter. No way to Rex. Yeah, he's like, he's like, oh, oh silly Rex. Because he's holding like six plates. And Rex is like, you got to use a tray, tray, you idiot. And he's like, like, oh, no way to Rex. He's like, no way to Rex. He's like, you don't know how we work. And then he trips him and he falls. Spaghetti goes all over the guest. He's like, oh, oh, I am so sorry. He's like, I clean, I clean you up. I clean. And he's, he's like, a, he's some cheese. And he's like grating cheese like, on them. And then his dad shows. He's like, oh, Papa. He's like, I, I. <laughs> And then uh, it goes to him taking an order from some Texans. Some big Texan, man. He's like, I want just the meatball sup. What is it? It's, it's some spaghetti, but I want some big meatballs. And hmm. he's like, can you do that for me, son? And Pistachio, he's, he's like, 
He's 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 like making faces, and you can see he's kind of like downloading the accents. Yeah, and he starts copying. He's like, "I want the spaghetti with the big meatballs." He's like, and, "Are you making fun of me, son?" And the woman's like, "You making fun of?" Me? He's like, "You making fun of?" Me? <laughs> well, then the father comes up and intervenes, and he's like, "If." And he's like, you got a problem with my son. You got a problem with me. You're out of here. And then, you know, Pistachio is trying to apologize. And father's like, it's, you know, it's okay, son. Yeah. And then, um, does it cut to the father out in the alley now? I think so. I didn't take very good notes on this movie. Well, I mean, I I don't think there's anything too inconsequential after that yeah, he just he he it shows the the dad outside and this like car taking pulls out trash up or something and he's like starts slapping the people and um um he gets he gets kidnapped yeah and then the mom gets kidnapped and then dana car or pistachio's on the roof and he looks down and he's like oh my parents they've been kidnapped he tries calling the police and stuff and they're like he's Papa and the mama have been kidnapped. Like, and look at the cannoli is here. <laughs> he's like, this is mama's cannoli. Don't call here again. <laughs> and they hang up. He's like, I... But then we also find out that it was Devlin Bowman um, yeah. who who kidnapped the mama and the papa. Um, and that Devlin has given the... The mom, like a potion to make her think that... It's in their caramel popcorn that it makes her think she's in the kitchen cooking, but at any moment, he could kill her, basically. Yeah, and the reason why is because he's wanting to blackmail um, the father into using his Master of Disguise powers to steal rare items. Yeah, all the the rarest items around the world, and then he's going to sell them off. Like, Like the Declaration of Independence, Liberty Bell. Well, as the Constitution. Oh, yeah, yeah, Constitution, Liberty Bell. Which, I mean, um, I'm sure he had the <laughs> Declaration of Independence on the list. What was it, the Apollo 11? Apollo 11, uh, the Ruby Slippers, which we don't see him steal, but... Oh, yeah, he, he like, later on in the movie, he shows his collection. Yeah. Um, but anyway, and, and the father uses, like, different disguises, like Jessica Simpson. The, yeah, the first one is Michael Johnson. The fastest man alive. At the, they call him at the time. Yeah. Um, and, uh... Movie's so dated, he doesn't even know the other fastest guy now, which is uh, that guy. Usain here. Bolt, is it? Yeah, Usain Bolt. Um, anyway, since Michael I mean, Bay. we won't have to worry about them because that's that's all that happens with yeah. them. Um, so it's just a bunch of little cameos, and it's always him getting the car and being like, you know, ah, oh, don't want to do this, and then Devin Bowman's like, you have to do this, <laughs> and it like it like shows like hey him. Devlin shows like the father like a video. It's like we can do this, and um, like there's some flowers sitting near the mom. You like you see these hands come out. It's like no, no, no. It's okay. I'll do it. <laughs> um. Anyway, um, Pistachio is freaking out and stuff, and then it goes to like somewhere down the street from the house. This taxi cab pulls away, and there's a strange man. Yeah, and he's like standing in the street. Opens the door, and he's like uh. I don't remember what the grandpa says, but he's basically like, you're my long lost sister. And he gives oh, him. he's like, he's like, I am here to help you find your father, my son. And Pisachi's like, wait a second, my father, your son, you must be my long lost sister. He's like, I'm your grandfather, you idiot. He's like, that was my second choice. Yes. He's like, my, my father was a kidnapped. He's like, wait a second. When you heard it, did you hear 
like the smack the smacking <laughs> noise in it. Yeah, he's like, yes, exactly that noise, except without the pain <laughs> on my face. Anyway, uh, the grandfather, you know, tells Pistachio, it's like, well, I've come to tell you of your true destiny of being a disguise. Um, you know, give them a big pop-up book. Yeah. And, you know, they, they start a training montage, basically, of... And um, the, the, well, the pop, he's like, you must have helped me save my pants. He's like, I cannot do that, my son. And he hands him the book, and he opens up to a random page, and it's like, the pop-up. has this pop-up, and it's like, shows this very specific uh, rule. It's like, if a, if a papa and mama are kidnapped... The grandfather cannot help. Know, help the son get the kidnap. He's like, that is one very specific pop-up book. <laughs> and you were like, that was weird. I was just thinking that. Yeah, but I was actually thinking about it. I was like, they're not going to do that joke. I was like, because they're just... I, honestly, I was, didn't give the movie even that much credit. I was like, this movie's not smart enough to do that. Well, see, and I feel like I feel like that's another telltale sign of it being a spoof. Yeah, it has the obvious joke. Yeah. Which isn't a bad thing. Like I said, that was a funny joke to me. This movie had some funny jokes, but I, I will say this. I feel like... Sometimes, well, I'll talk about it in a minute. Sometimes I feel like the obvious jokes can be the funniest things, because like you said, it's like, surely they're not going to do that, and they do it, and it's like, oh my goodness, this is funny. <laughs> um, yes. Um, anyway... But they do a training montage, and then he's like learning, and he's like, you are a level one apprentice, and there's like 7,000 levels. Yeah. Um, and then there's like this training dummy, which is like a robot that keeps smacking him around. And, and the grandfather's like, when you are doing, when you are fighting, you know, to demoralize your opponent, you need to say, who's, who's your, your daddy? daddy? <laughs> and, um, and then he learns all, uh, he starts learning how to be an apprentice and, he's, you know, he it basically shows him like oh. you know, putting on like different makeup and disguises. Yeah. And, uh, then the grandfather teaches him about, um, it inner energica it's it's basically like the force yeah um it's something it's yeah disguises um can you know take in it helps them transform become another person he's like you you know you got to do this mantra become another person become another and uh when he's learning about this he's he's like an indian man yeah he's like a a snake charmer he's like um he's like he's like become what, what is the mantra Become another person. Become another person. Become another person. Become another person. He says, person. "Oh, Become I am another, another person. person." He's like, "Hello," and he like he he's got this recorder and he plays like smooth jazz. Yeah, like he touches like and like the snake starts. He's like, "Oh, you like to be rubbed." He's like, "He like to be rubbed on the chin." He's like petting it like a dog. He's like, "Oh, you like the cheese? You like the cheese?" And me and you both were like, "He's gonna get bit, right?" Like this is gonna. Well, I feel like I feel like I remember him getting bit, but he didn't. Well, as history will show, me and you feel like we know a lot of things about movies that are in them, and then those things just aren't there. Especially the ones that you've made. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> Which we won't review on this podcast. <laughs> um, well, that's like my favorite line in the movie. I, I've, I've had wrong this entire <laughs> yes, time. it broke my heart. <laughs> um, anyway, anyway we'll, we'll get to that. Um, so he, he, he basically becomes a master. Well, now they're like, well, we need to find you an assistant because you need someone to help you. Cause it's kind of another, yeah, every, role. every, every disguise he has an assistant and it goes through another montage of hire of trying to hire people. And the grandfather's like, no, 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 get out, get out of here, leave, never come back, leave. And then, um, they, they hear, uh, ow, I'm okay. I'm, I'm okay. okay. And, uh, it's old, uh, Ralphie. No, no, Barney, Barney. And uh, Barney's outside, um, 
and his mom shows up, a very fine, a very fine young lady. Yeah. Uh, um, she's like, Barney was telling me that uh, about this job interview, and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, come on in. So she comes in, she interviews, they're like, what are your measurements? She's like, my measurements? She's like, for your uniform. She gives like... Some, her measurements, and then they get down to kind of her waist and her butt. 34. And they're like, 34. is like, that is a tiny lady. They're like, tiny butt. Mrs. Tiny Butts. And she's like, excuse me? Yeah, and... um, It's like a whole joke where they're like, talking like, can we give this lady, you know, like, can we hire an assistant with such a small butt? Well, and I think think it's because, you know, as the grandfather says that uh, disguise assistants have a tendency to fall in love with uh, their masters and... I mean, if if that's going to happen, then they're going to obviously want to find somebody with a big butt. Because they're shallow people and they only want what they want. Yes. <laughs> no, as we've discussss, big um, fat bottom girls make the rock and world go round. That was a monologue, not a dialogue. I I contributed nothing I'm, I'm, to that conversation. I'm sure. I'm sure everyone listening will agree. Hey, hit that subscribe button if you agree. <laughs> I don't even anyway, think that's. I don't think start losing subscriber. subscribers. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I don't even know if we have any subscribers. Um. Anyway, you know, and they start speaking Italian. It's like, should we hire them? Well, it's decided that they will hire her. Yeah. Even though she has a tiny hiney. A tiny. <laughs> uh, the um, grand the grandfather leaves. He gives pistachio a nest in a box, which we forgot to. Um, um, let the listeners know that a nest is a disguise's hideout, basically. And the grandfather's like, before I leave, here's a nest in a box. You know, wherever you go, you know, it's got disguises in it you can use. And um, the grandfather leaves and Pistachio's like, what should we do first? And uh, the, the lady, I can't remember her name. Uh, Jennifer. We, Jennifer, that's right. That's right. She's like, well, why don't we just start with the place looking for clues where your father was taken? He's like, ha that's such a crazy idea. It might just it, work. It's so crazy. It just might work, which is a joke throughout the movie. Yeah. So they dig to the trash. They find a turtle cigar. She's like, oh, my boyfriend used to smoke those turtle cigars from this club. And then he does a flashback. He does like, in his mind, thinks back to when she just said that. He's, he's like, like Jennifer, you just said. He's like, do you remember the time you told me about your boy, your ex-boyfriend who used to smoke the cigars for the Turtle Club? She's yes. like, yes, I just said it. He's like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, we should go to the Turtle Club. and Don't they do that? It's so crazy. It might just work again. I think so. Um, but they end up going to the Turtle Club, and he mm-hmm. takes it too many, takes it too far. He thinks he's actually a turtle. He thinks he thinks, he, he thinks it's a literal Turtle Club. So he's dressed up in a suit with like a shell looking on the back, and he's then he's got like, a beak. Yeah, and so he's like, uh, "Am I not turtly enough for the Turtle Club?" <laughs> and so he's like walking around. He's like, <laughs> he's like making weird noise. <laughs> he's like, and uh. They go up to this cigar maker and it's like, "Do you do you recognize this?" He's like, "Oh yeah, this is part of Devlin Bowman's uh, private collection." <gasps> Ooh, they know who it is now. Ooh, and he's like, mm-hmm. and they try to leave, and these guys come. It's like, like why don't we? Cat, why don't the, we get a drink for you? Um, he's like, "In some palm water for you, Rena." <laughs> he's like, "I'm gonna go into my shell." Pop, pops his head in. They like looking down in the hole, and he jumps out. 
of the shell and bites, bites the off the nose of one of the guys. And it does like an effect where it's like he just has a flat place where his nose was. Yeah. And then he spits it back out at him. Almost like a cartoon. And I'm like, what? And then he's like spinning on the floor like. <laughs> well, anyway, it goes to. So then they, they're kind of going back home and, and Jennifer's kind of overwhelmed. She's like, I, I'm not sure what just happened. But I'm not sure I like it, basically, is what she's saying. She's like, oh, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, my little hot button cakes. He's like, what? what? He's like, nothing. Um, future future mother, my, my chi- mother of my children. She's like, what? Did you? He's like, I have a gift for your son. It's knee pads. Yeah. Um, but he's like, he, he's slowly starting to fall in love with yeah. her, I think. And then she's like, uh, she's like, well, if I'm going to come to work tomorrow, I'm going to need a ride because my boyfriend is my car. He's like, oh, your, well, your boyfriend. boyfriend. My little love cake. Um, so he gives her some knee pads and he goes home and then, and is this where they go to, they go to the, um, she does some research. No, they go to the appraisal place. Oh no. It's like a, it's almost like an antique road show. Wait, wait, wait. She, she looks up, um, Devin Bowman. So she's trying to get some information on him. He's fighting with the, he's trying to fix the, the, Sparring robot thing. Oh yeah, and, and it's like it keeps beating him. It's like yeah, beating him. She's Who's like, oh, I, I found him. He's like, oh, he wants to be an appraiser for like evil, like ancient or not ancient, rare items. So that's when they go to the appraiser, and he's dressed up as a woman. Gammy, or wait, gammy nam num num. num num. Gammy num nums. And he's like going there, and he's like, how much is this worth? And he's like. Well, it was made in the 20th century. He's like, I 12th, know. The 12th century. Tuscan uh, 12th century. Yeah, and she's like, I forgot what she, what he says. but Oh, well, Devin comes up. He's like, oh, Tuscan 12th century. And she's, she's like, like, oh, go ahead. I was just, um, uh, he he acts like he, like Devin's interested in her. And he's like trying to. Push her away, but obviously it's not working. Yeah, and then uh, Devin's kind of interested in Jennifer, so he's like, "Well, he's like, what's your name?" She's like, Barbara. Um, he's like, "Well, Barbara." He's like, "Why don't you come back with me?" And he invites her to a certain party. We he's won't like, go with you. <laughs> yeah, and she's so she like, she's like, I, "I'm not going to date an older evil guy." And he's like, "Well, according to weird, the weird old guy pop up rule book, it says like sometimes uh, the assistants to the disguisers will have to date old weird men." Ooh, very specific book. <laughs> the more you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, they plan on going to uh, Devlin's house because he's having like some sort of party. Yeah, and then um, um, Jennifer, it uh, Pistachio is going to distract Devlin while uh, Jennifer sneaks into the house trying to look for clues. And he's disguised as like a Sylvester Stallone Scarface guy. He's, um, he's like, oh, like a guy with the, the, the finger plates, uh, you know, comes up and he's like, you look like a guy that has a tiny wiener and some nuts. He's, he's like, like, excuse I'm, me? <laughs> He's like, he pulls off a little sausage. He's like a little tiny wiener and picks up some peanuts and some nuts. <laughs> he's like, yes. He's like, oh, I love this. I got to dance. He's like, goes up there and starts dancing with, I think, some famous girl group from that time. But uh, but during this, you know, Jennifer's in the house, finds some pictures, yep. puts them in her purse. Yep. 
Devlin finds her. And he's like, what are you doing? She's like, I, I was just looking for the bathroom. In the living room? Uh, he's like, let me show you where it's at. And he, he, he's, it's not, it's basically implied that he's holding her hostage because he suspects something, but nothing's been said. Yeah. And uh, after, uh, oh, while, while old Scarface or whatever you want to call him is dancing, Devlin comes back. He's like, "Get that guy!" Well, he go. He's talking to him actually because he does distract Devlin for a little while before. Oh yeah, for a little bit. You yeah. know, he's like, but then he finally comes back. He's like, "Get that guy off the stage!" And uh, his henchmen chase after him, and he runs. All he's like, "Oh, gotta go!" And he runs, and he <laughs> he's acting like he's he's in a pond in a boat. Yeah, and, and like, he's hey, act- did you see some kind of like guy in a red suit come through here? He's like. I can't, I can't, the story well, just he, goes off the rails. Is, isn't he supposed to be like a character from uh, Jaws or something? Probably. He's, he's like he's like the old uh, Boatman character that's kind of crazy, but also like prophesying what's going to happen. He's like, he, he's like 29 children go into the water, only 22 come out, the and the ice cream man, man takes the rest. <laughs> <laughs> but then he's like, he's and you can see what happened to my arm. Yeah. Yeah, and he ho- and he holds up his arm and it's got all the hair from yeah. the last and you know they find out it's him <laughs> yeah, he gets it, out and starts running and then they're like going to a random cow field besides this guy's party and they're like stepping a, a cow pie poop and he's like oh I stepped in some cow pie he's like come on I told you it wasn't this way and then the cow pie gets up and it's actually pistachio and he raises With some a, grass and stuff on him he, yeah he's basically in a, pow- a cow ghillie suit but um, he raises his little mask and he's like, uh, doesn't he like wink at the camera or something? Something like that. Uh, yeah. But he does, he's like, he's like, oh good, they lost him. And then he's like, there he is, get him. Because <laughs> he got up like immediately after they left and they hadn't left yet. And they chase him through town. Yeah, and then it's like a big montage of them chasing him and he loses them again. And then, and then he has, he decides to disguise himself, go back to Devlin's house to rescue Jennifer. Yeah. yeah. And at first, he comes in as a German auditor. He's like, oh, yes, we found out that uh, Jennifer needs... uh, (laughs) He's also Kermit the Frog while he's doing this. Well, it kind of sounds like Kermit, yeah. And, and, you know, he's like, I'm with the German audience. You know, we need her because da-da-da, all this stuff. And and one of the henchmen's like, hey, freak, we'll be right back. And he's like, I need to go with plan B. (laughs) And then, uh, Plan and then, B is the uh, a British. What's well, like a what's it? Hold on. His name is Terry Suave. Terry Suave. He's like, very and, good. Very and, good. And uh, for those who have seen Princess Bride or Robin Hood Men in Tights, um, the lead character that plays Wesley and Robin, he he reminds Terry Suave. The character reminds me a lot of. Uh, that actor just kind of the way he speaks and acts and stuff and he's like i'm with the british da 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 and you know i've i've you know come to get her and all this jazz yeah and they he basically gets her in an escape and then they go to this bar or restaurant and they're talking she's like we need to come up with a plan and he's like um I forgot what how they come up with it. They f- somehow figure out like where his la- they're trying to figure out where his lair is or what he's going to be doing, you know, because they know he's stealing stuff and they got pictures of. Oh, and that's when they find out that 
that Devlin's been using the father to yeah. steal rare artifacts and yeah. Um, and then he bumps into her boyfriend. He's like her. Her. They meet the boyfriend earlier in the movie. Um, when the little boy comes up, she's like, it's "My Rex. boyfriend." Yeah, it's like the next morning, and uh, he's like, "You stay away from my lady." He's like, "I don't want you anywhere near her." And uh, they try to get in a fight, and he loses almost. But then the boy comes up, and he's like, "Ow, I'm okay. I'm okay." And then um, Rex eventually leaves, and that's a whole thing. That's like a little tiny side plot that is resolved here, where he beats up Rex because Rex is actually on a date with another one with a uh, with, with, uh, big with... bottomed Wizards of Waverly Place mom. <laughs> um, and he's like, "Yeah, be- he beats the crap out of him, demoralizes him with the who's your daddy, who's your daddy, and... With, and smacking him with the open hand until he saves his dignity." And then Big Bottom is like, "Oh, thank you for saving me from this big man." And he's like, "Jennifer, let's he's go." Cool. And so he leaves with her, and then she kisses, and then they get home, and she kisses him. He's like, that was my first kiss. I'm sorry I was a little forward. Well, he was, he was like, delayed, because she, like, kisses him. She backs away, and he's like, that was my first kiss. And like, she's, she's like, away from him already. And um, and then she's he's like, you know what time it is? He's like, no, what time it is? Yeah, no, no, I don't know what time it is. She says, it's time to make a plan. He's like, oh, oh yeah, make yes, a plan. Yes, yes make, make a plan. plan, yeah. <laughs> and so they make a plan, but... Right after they do, she gets kidnapped, and then uh, by Devin Bowman, and uh, someone else. Someone, someone else gets kidnapped too, don't they? No, it's just just her. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, she gets kidnapped, and for some reason, pistachios on the roof again, and her son comes up. Is like my oh, it's because he's using the grandpa. Also left like this orb of information or something, and <laughs> and it's like this is a pre-recorded hologram. What do you want? <laughs> And it, um, but it treats it like it's real time. And, yeah, and, and uh, he's pistachio talking to the grandfather. the The son Barney comes up, and um, you know, and he uh, oh, and uh, the son's like, "I found this cigar in in yeah. you know, mom's room or something." And basically, they end up. He ends up figuring out where the layer is, and um, he ends up dressing up as a cherry pie, getting out of the cherry pie. Running to find where uh, to go, yeah, and um, again, chased by henchmen. And he, like, it's kind of like you know, he's killing them because he's throwing cherries and it's hitting them, it's like blood splattering on them, and they're dying. And then, uh, he finds the layer, finds finds out that, uh, well, we we don't know that he's found the layer yet because Devlin's in there, it's it's almost set up like it's. An auction, like a black market yeah, auction. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. He's doing a black market auction. To- and, and he's talking to the henchman. He's like, we got to find, um, we got to find the, the, the disguise And he talks to the third henchman. He's like, oh, your wife called. And the henchman's like, thanks. He's like, uh, but you're not married. And like rips off the mask. And it's, how did you know it was me? And he like points out his shoes and his shoes still have the cherry. His shoes, his shoes have still have the cherry. <laughs> all on him and he's like oops and then he starts fighting all the henchmen and um like all these ninjas appear and and jennifer accidentally i think it's Jennifer. it might be jessica her real name i think is jennifer esposito it might be jessica i know this is like literally the end of the movie but i'm pretty sure it's jessica now um you can keep talking as i look um and so he's like she ends up trying to get to to him but she's chained up but she spins the big camera around that's supposed to be auctioning stuff off because she's the you know kind of the the lady who's showing all the items 
and shows him beating up all these henchmen. And then Keenan from like Keenan Thompson's like, bro, there's a guy over here. He's like, he's beating up all the henchmen and showing like all these people, like these Germans watching. And then there's like these, it says beardy, but uh, it's like these bearded men in, I don't know, Alaska or something. It says Jennifer. Oh, does it? So, Jennifer Esposito or? Yeah. Is that the actress's That's name? That's the actress's name. Oh. Um, but yeah, he's, you know, beating up all those, uh, um, ninjas and whatnot. Oh, wait, I just wrote, I just saw my notes and it says kiss Jessica. Okay. Well, Jessica, Jennifer, what's the difference? I thought that was weird. I was like, there's no way she has the same name as she does in the movie, but I guess I got confused and I just called her. Wouldn't be the first time an actor's head. That's true. But anyway, um, and then he reveals that he, like, Devin has this big plan to uh, turn his father into, or what is it, glue on a mask of Devin Bowman to make his father believe he's Devin oh, Bowman. Oh, yeah, yeah. I guess so his father will take... Well, like the disguising nature to become another person is like, because the mask is glued, he would permanently become yeah. Devin, he's, Devin Bowman. He's fighting Pistachio. And he's like, no, please, father, don't do this. And... He's like he's like on the edge of the Apollo Eleven. He's hanging on to it, and yeah, and he's like put. He takes his underwear and he rips them off. He's like ah, so tight underwear, is so tight, and puts on his head. And he's like, look, it's like when I was a small boy, and <laughs> and the grandfather's it's like when he was a small boy. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, and the grandfather shows up at one um, point, but at some point, and and like the the father is like trying to resist, but but then like the mask starts dissolving. Yeah, it doesn't, he like shakes, and every time he shakes, it's more of his, his regular face comes back, but I'm like, that was supposed to be a mask, wasn't it? Yeah. You don't shake off a mask, and they, it's shown them take off the mask every other part of the movie, so. Well, it seems, it's, it almost seems like the disguises almost have like a magic when it comes yeah. to. It's a midichlorian count in them. <laughs> um, it's, it's the force. Yeah. <laughs> and so like, he, they say, he's like, his father saved, and they return all the wrong stuff but then they're like and then it's just like costa rica and it shows devin bowman like hanging out and then um i'll let you tell this part the the waitress is like is that george w bush and um um devin looks over and there's i mean you can obviously tell it's uh Pistachio. pistachio um he's like oh my goodness president george w bush He's like, yeah, you can call me that. It's like, but down here, they just call me King George. <laughs> Which, you've quoted this line to me many times since yeah, I've known I, you. I used to think it's like, king or George W. Bush. Yeah, but down here, you can just call me the king. Which, honestly, is a better line. <laughs> like, <laughs> you can just call me the king. You can just call me. That almost feels like a Beetlejuice-esque line. Yeah. Hey, hey, everybody, call me the king. <laughs> George W. Bush down here. But anyway, um, he Devlin asks him something. But then he was like, uh, it's like, uh, he's like, I just got one question for you. Who's your daddy? Oh, can I get a picture with you? He's like, can I get a picture with you? He's oh, like, yeah. Certainly. Or, I can't do it. George. Certainly. Certainly, sir. Now that. My George W. Bush is my Beetlejuice. Yeah. I, I, anyway, um, he yeah, takes he's going to take your yeah. picture and he's like, now just say, instead of saying, say cheese. He's, he's like, like hey, just say, who's your daddy? He's like. What? Pistachio. And he's like, it's me. And Devlin like snaps his fingers to call his henchmen and they come up, but it's the grandfather and the father. 
And they're like, I stepped in a cow mud pie. And I forgot what the other ones, what the grandfather said. Yeah, but... uh, They knock him into the pool. And we forgot to mention the big joke with the bad guy. Oh, well, I was kind of waiting for that one, but uh, now's a good time. (laughs) So he falls in the pool, and he's like, is he dead? And then you hear... Well, it's like a, a fart explosion. Yeah. And the reason why is because throughout the movie, whenever Devlin would laugh, like, <laughs> yeah. And he would stop laughing. And honestly, I don't know why. So I thought it was funny. And of course, I do that all the time. Yeah, that's probably why I didn't like it. <laughs> I'm, I may, I may have picked it up from that movie. I, I have no idea. I just idea. feel like it's just like, that's just so, and it, but it's done with just a random, like, dropping in a sound effect. Like, and it's like that's just so kiddish to me, and I'm like, I don't find that funny at all. Um, it may it may be a joke on like super uh, like villains have some sort of quirks because other other than that, Devlin didn't really have any quirks to him. Still, I mean, it was. But anyway, um, he does that big fart, and they're like laughing, yeah. and and then it goes to the credits, and then we well, have like it, twenty minutes of credits. You know, it talks about how. You know, they're all back together. Uh, Jessica and Pistachio get married. And he becomes a master of disguise. Barney Barney gets a new papa. Yeah. and um, I mean, it goes through just random scenes and scenes and scenes that we never see. And then at the very, very end, uh, Pistachio's walking away from the uh, the dummy. And then it moves. And he's like, turns around. And he like, kind of looks inside and opens up the back. And there's this... Um, I thought it was Mini Me from uh, Austin awesome Powers, Powers, but it's this small person, and they jump out, and they're dressed like Mario, but they're bald, and they uh, slap him. He's like, "I slap you," and then, like runs away, and then he's like, he's trying to chase it, and he's like, "I slap you again," and he's like runs away, and um, they go around a the corner, then you hear the the slapping noise, and then you hear Pistachio's running away from the little the little person. He's like, "The Pistachio, I slap you." He's like, he's like, "I'm sorry, I didn't mean to slap you. So sorry." And then it shows them, and then it's like, goes off, and then it comes back, and they're like sitting there drinking and talking, and he's like, what are you still doing here? The movie is over. He's like, go away, I'm trying to talk. So it fades out, but then you hear the mini, the little, almost a mini. Bring him back. He's like, bring him back, I want to say goodbye. He's like, okay, okay, well, re- fade, back re-fade in. in. And he refades in, and he's like, uh, he's like, uh, bye, everybody. He's like, bye. And then it fades out again, and then it shows the dog talking. The, the, the cuteness. cuteness. And it's like, I don't. I don't understand this movie at all. And then it finally fades out to black. Yes. And that's uh, the Master of Disguise. That's the Master of Disguise. Alrighty, well, we have finally uh, talked through the movie, and now it's time uh, for the check. Is, well, it? we finished our feast. Yeah, we're, we're pulling back from the table. Uh, yeah, and we're going to reflect on the meal. Yes, yes, as we um, as we always do. Talk about what we liked, you know, our good taste uh, and our bad taste. All right, uh, what was what was a taste for you, Colton? A, a good taste? A good taste, A like, yes. um... I the humor for the most part was pretty funny. I did chuckle quite a bit at this movie, so I'll say the humor was a good part of this movie that I enjoyed. Yeah, yeah, and um, like I said, uh, um, 
I can't remember if I said it on the podcast or as we were watching the movie, like Mike Myers and Dana Carvey, their their humors, their their humor and acting and such are very similar. So it was it was it was very nice watching watching this movie because it was very Mike Myers esque, yeah. almost like a Cat in the Hat. <laughs> um, what's one of yours? I would I would say the disguises. I really I really Dang enjoyed. What? That was my other one. <laughs> oh, hey, go ahead. Um, just the disguise. I like, like, um, you know, it's like the Turtle Club, and Pistachio takes it literal. Yeah. He, like, eh, am I not turtle enough for the Turtle Club? <laughs> turtle, turtle. Um, and just you know, just how si- how silly. You know, he was in that pond at one point, so I guess you could say he's a silly goose. Of course. Yeah, um, that was my second one. I'll just stick with it because I can't really think of anything else that stood out a lot. Um, But this was, I did like the disguises quite a bit. Um, Do you have another like? Um, I guess you could say it's a kind of sort of like. I did, um, it was a very fast-paced movie and... It, it, at times it seemed like it was a little too fast paced, but I enjoyed I enjoyed the pace of it because, you know, it wasn't one of those where it's like, oh, it's dragging on a certain a certain aspect or anything like that and um and it and it's not like it's a drama or anything where it's like, okay, we gotta take some time, flesh this out, you know, like talk about a certain history aspect of something, you know, within within the story. So it's just you know, let's just be silly and tell this story. That was actually going to be my first dislike was the pacing because of, I felt like, not even just the pacing, I felt like they just cut out a lot of this movie and that made it like jump, just jumping a lot. Um, but at the same time, because, I, I mean, I, I think this can already be, I think it's can be um, guessed at this point that I'm not a huge fan of this movie after seeing it again. Mm-hmm. Um, that I am, I am glad it, it was fast paced and that it was shorter. Um, but I guess if you want to, we can jump into dislikes and I'll just kind of talk about, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Um, like I said, the pacing, I feel like that hurt it some, um, because of just how much it jumped around. Like they're at the turtle club, then they're home. And it's like, I, it, like you said, you know, it, it's not really trying to, you know, tell this big convoluted story. Thank goodness. Like Valentine's day did. Um, which wasn't even convoluted, it was just a big story that was too big for one movie, I feel like, and it had a lot of unnecessary stuff. Anyway, um, but the, actually this one's kind of the opposite where it had not any, not much going on at all, but it, it jumped too fast through the story. You know, it kind of, um, I feel like it could have t- taken its time a little bit more, you know, fleshed out a little bit more. I'm, I'm talking five, ten minutes here and there, you know, maybe added 20, 30 minutes to the movie, uh, you know, like adding a little bit more to him before he becomes a master of disguise, explain a little bit more what who they are, where they came from. But I think that's kind of the joke of the movie is like that's just a random thing. Um, but I just I didn't like the pacing. It made the movie like it was like okay, we're here. Okay, we're there. Okay, they already found his family. But after, now it wasn't much of a jump as uh, apparently as Valentine's Day. Valentine <laughs> Valentine's Day, you know, jumping around. This just jumped through the movie kind of like uh, there's a movie we watched recently that did that. Um, but anyway. Valentine's Day didn't jump through the movie. It jumped around the characters so much. That's what made it so awful um, was because it was like you're following 
you know, you're following Topher Grace, but then you're with uh, Ashton, Ashton Kutcher again. Oh, then you're with the old couple. And then we're with Emma Roberts, and then there's Taylor Lautner there, and then there's uh, Ashton Kutcher again, but then there's Jamie Foxx, but then there's Ashton Kutcher again, and there's George Lopez who meets that NFL player, Sean, I can't remember the actor's name, and then you're with Anne Hathaway and Topher Grace again. And yeah. That, that was the problem with that one. This one just went, it was just, it was like a, almost like if you put a, like an actual like movie on like 1.5 speed, you know, and you're just watching it like that. Like everything was just f- jumping through like faster and faster, you know, they're, they're throwing a joke. Okay, let's move on. Make this joke about this disguise and we'll move on to this next point. I just, the pacing to me just, it felt too fast and I felt like they could have slowed it down a little bit and they could have told a little bit more of the story added some more jokes in there sure but you know again i'm going back to the questions before me you know will i care about any of the characters i feel like they could have made me care a little bit more about some of these characters a little bit not not a whole lot because it is a comedy you don't need that necessarily but yeah i feel like the pacing hurt that as well again i don't think you necessarily need that but i feel like you know in 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 movies comedies and stuff like this you know it, it does help it can what was one of your dislikes? Um, well, I guess it, it it would come down to the... Um, it's not a thing about the pacing, but I didn't like how at the end where... Uh, they changed the line? Well, <laughs> yes, and they at some point in our lives, they're like, they say this, so we should change it up. <laughs> it, they, before <laughs> but, the movie started, it did say this movie has been formatted from its original version to fit our screen. Mm, we yes. want the uncut Master of Disguise. Mm, Release the yes, Snyder Cut yes. of Master of Disguise. Yes. The, the um, uh, who directed this? The, didn't uh, Adam Sandler help? He was the executive. There is, a, oh, what is his name? But, uh, I, I would, how like they wrapped up everyone's story, like it was, you know, it's like, oh, you know, Jessica and Pistachio got married. It's like, what? Yeah, kind of a random thing like, oh, they kissed. Now we're married. It's like, what, what, how come? How come we didn't get to see something more develop or like actually yeah. see, you know? And that that's another thing with the pacing. It's like she, uh, J- Jessica comes in. Uh, she's made an assistant. She has a boyfriend. She does doesn't feel comfortable around him. She st- sticks with the job. She helps. He he does something that helps. You know, she has to help with the job a little bit more. But then it's like, gets to see him a little bit more in action. He kind of saves her from the clutches of David. And then she falls in love with him. Yeah. And it's like, okay, uh, this went really fast. You know, and all the meanwhile, like, I think it's even at one point when they're together. But the grandfather did warn that assistants do tend to fall in love with them. Yeah, I mean, you could make the argument that um, the plot device of the uh, the the pop up book and the grandfather does help uh, excuse some of the stuff in the story. Doesn't make it a good story though. <laughs> um, I've, met, I've read some crappy pop up books. So, okay, so did you have another dislike? Yes. Uh, I and this may sound weird. I don't like how stupid they made Pistachio. I I wrote in my notes earlier in the movie. I was like, I feel like the stupidity of Pistachio hurts this movie a little bit. And I know this this is a generic trope in so many movies. 
Like, I mean, how many Adam Sandler movies is he kind of like this? Well, he's not a lot, but you know, there's kind of like he's the stupid one, especially because of his early, like, uh, Mr. Deeds. Is that the one where he's a kid or like where he's an adult and he has to go back to school? No, that's Billy Madison. Billy Madison. Okay. You know, there's that one. And then there's like, I guess that's the only one <laughs> that I can think well, of where, where he's, well, little Nicky, I guess he's kind of an idiot, but that one's just a weird movie in general. <laughs> But that is a trope in movies is like sometimes the main character is just stupid, you know, and if it's a comedy like that. But I just feel like that hurts the movie. Like not he doesn't have to be smart, but just be not so spacey. Well, it's it and it and it might come down to the fact where um it's almost like and he was he was sheltered. Yeah. And you know, when you talk to sheltered kids, they're not they're not sociably adjusted shout out to all the sheltered kids out there we feel you bro <laughs> it's or, almost like in the babylon girl. Bee when they talk about the homeschool kids shout out to them sheltereds sheltereds sorry sheltereds yeah um Shelters. and i mean and and i i can get behind that because you know it's almost like um jacques clouseau yeah from the pink panther yeah he wasn't an idiot but he was just clumsy yeah um, I feel like I feel like they could have done something like that with Pistachio. And I, this is a movie we should watch on podcast. It's another Adam Sandler movie. It's newer. Um, oh, I thought you were gonna say Pink Panther. I was like, yes, definitely. Well, I actually haven't seen that one, but yeah. Wait, which one? The one? With... Any of them? Okay. But um, I've seen parts, but the one with him and uh, Jennifer Aniston, uh, it was made a few oh. a couple of years ago, where they're on, they go on the cruise. We still don't murder know. party, not murder party. Um, um, what do you call it when you're? It's like anyway. Um, it was like a Netflix movie, but they they're kind of dumb-ish in that movie. Like you know, they're not crazy stupid, but they're kind of dumb-ish too. Yeah, but there is a cluelessness about them. It's like, oh my gosh, this person got murdered. You know, um, maybe not. I can't remember that movie for a while. I watched it a couple years ago. Anyway. But, you know, yeah, like there are elements to a comedy where you can have a person be stupid in ways or be clumsy or have this element of like comedy to them. But Pistachio was just an all around complete idiot. Yeah, because like like the part where um, even though I thought it was funny, where it's like your son, my father, you must be my long lost sister. It's It's like, like, well, I thought it was funny, but it's like, but that's. But you're you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, even you know, and I think it's one of the things about SpongeBob that has gotten worse with these is like he's kind of become more of an idiot. Yeah. Oh yeah. Most and definitely. like older, and, and this has nothing to do with this movie, but older com- com- comedy, and you know, it might be because we grew up with it as well. Some of the older SpongeBob episodes are funnier to us because it's like this. This is smarter comedy. Like you know, it's not just him being an idiot running around clueless in love but- with everything. And, and or wanting knows, to it, everything to love him. And I know this is kind of getting off of a tangent, but, you know, um, Steven Hillenburg kind of, you know, he wanted to stop after the movie. Yeah. But they're like, no, you got to keep going. And that's that's kind of kind of where it started to get you Ish, know, where, iffy. And it, and it might have been he just kind of gave up. He's like, well, yeah, fine, I'm just going to. Um, 
Anyway, but yeah, so that's one of my dislikes. I just didn't like how stupid he was in this movie. Yeah, and I can get I can get behind that too. Like I said, there's there's a difference between somebody being a complete moron and just being clumsy, right? Or having stupid stupid elements. You know, there can or be being being clueless. Yeah, I mean, you could be like again, like people who are kind of sheltered. You know. Um, if you if you're sheltered in certain areas, like you don't know anything about this area of life, like for instance, me being a, I'm I'm a plumber's assistant at my job, and you know, like I don't know much. I didn't know anything about plumbing before I started plumbing. So I was I was an, I was basically an idiot when it came to plumbing, but I know a lot more now than I did. Whereas Pistachio, it's like he, I mean, he kind of he learns how to be a master of disguise. And, like, when he's in those disguises, he learns stuff. But there's no, like... I mean, there's not really any redemptive arc for him besides he just saves his parents. Him getting with Jessica isn't, like, a redemption or... Well, or not, his, his, his... Or an arc. ability to disguise himself gets better. It does, but, I mean, it's, like, that's almost, like, his... We don't see, like, a super advancement in his skills. Once he learns how to be a master of disguise in that montage, like... You know, you see him be the turtle guy. You see him be the old man. I mean, he slips up here and there, but I mean, even when he slips up at the climax of the movie, when he's wearing the the cherry shoes, and the only other disguise after that is the George W. Bush one. Yeah. So I mean, I feel like that's not like a big arc for me. That's like, oh, he's becoming a master well, of disguise. Well, I think I think it's still to the point where people aren't able to recognize him. Yeah, I just I don't know. He but, doesn't really but, have an but arc. But anyway, yeah, yeah, I can, yeah. I just feel like he doesn't have an arc. Well, but. yeah, because because in in most stories, in most well written stories, a hero goes through a change of some sort, whereas Pistachio just gets a girlfriend or a wife, a wife, yeah, um, and he saves his parents. Like, but again, it's just yeah, um, and there there wasn't really a lesson to be learned, yeah, because that from from time immemorial. You know every every hero story from from the Odyssey to Harry Potter. You know, there's the hero always has some lesson to yeah. learn. He, they falter, they learn, they change, and know? a lot of the times the prop the the problem is because of them. Yeah, um, but with Pistachio, I mean, he learned he learned how to disguise himself, but there was no. No learning of anything besides that. Yeah, no, no character development. Yeah, there was there was no development at all. No arc. No nothing. Yeah, yeah. I think that's just my big overall dislike of that. Um, and I mean, I can I can get behind that. That yeah. stupid as no character development. The other thing would be some of the humor was done, but it's not a dislike. Um, I already, I already gave my two. Never mind. I forgot I gave the other one. Did you have anything else you want to say about dislikes? No, I, I you know piggyback off your second one. So okay. Favorite moments. What was your favorite moment? I think my favorite moment was the Turtle Club scene. Um, yes. Either the Turtle Club or, I mean, as stupid as it was, when the you know small person Mario comes out and chases <laughs> him, just because it's Mario. But I did enjoy the Turtle Club. I thought it was the funniest disguise. I thought it was the funniest scene in the movie. Um, and even though I did chuckle a lot of other stuff, <laughs> just, yeah, the way he was making noises and like, Mah! You know, I'm gonna go to my it, shell. He's walk. He's walking through. He's like turtle, not turtle. Oh, mm. turtle, mm. no, not turtle. Mm. Oh. <laughs> so, all right, that's probably my favorite moment. What about you? Since you picked that one, I'll um, 
I'd have to say when he's the uh, the fisherman guy. <laughs> he says, 29 kids go in the water, 22, 22 come, come out. out and the ice, ice cream man, man takes the rest. <laughs> I was it's literally... like, what? what are you talking like, about? Like, this movie, again, it... I, I was falling asleep because I was like kind of just not really interested in this movie. And then I heard the ice cream man takes the rest. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what just happened? No. So, um, and because it had been so long, I thought he said a different line, um, before we watching it. I thought he said, uh, like two kids go in the water, three kids come out. And I thought he said that. I was like, that, I feel like that would have been funnier like wait where'd that third kid come from <laughs> but uh i feel like there i feel like there's a movie or something that says that every time you say water but, just think of old greg <laughs> you ever drink babies from a shoe <laughs> do you love me could you learn to love me would you stop playing your love games with me what are you doing with my waters boy <laughs> what are you doing my waters um yeah so the ice cream man takes the rest yeah would have to be my favorite moment. Uh, now we'll do the tip and the tone. Oh, yeah. Okay, so. Uh, check, please. Part. All right, so we'll start with uh, acting. Well, we have to get to set it up. Uh, fine. All right, so I'm in my disguise. I am dressed up as uh, Jack Black. <laughs> oh my gosh, Jack Black is my waiter. Hi, Jack Black. Sup. That totally sounds like something Jack Black would say. Sup, dudes. <laughs> there we go. It's Jack Black. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, I loved you in School of Rock. I haven't seen it, but I heard it's good. Yeah, me and Miranda Cosgrove. Do you know Miranda? No, but... If you could give me her number, I'd be highly interested. I've been trying to set her up with a great guy. Well, I'm not a great guy, but... <laughs> I'm a I guy! <laughs> I, I am one of those things. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> so here's your check, bros. Oh, thanks. I was just about to ask for the check, please. Well, here it is. All check right. it out. Thanks. I'll check this out. Check you later. Air guitar. Oh, he just flew out in an air guitar. That was weird. <laughs> okay, he's gone now. I don't know what has happened. Okay. Oh, Josh is back. Yeah, I had to run to the bathroom real quick. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. What did, what, did missed, I, what did I miss? Well, Jack Black was here. Uh, gave me the check. Oh. Um, beep. You should bleep that out. <laughs> and uh, he flew out in an air guitar. Wait a minute. He didn't give me Miranda Cosgrove's number. That cheat. <laughs> Well, just write your number down on the check. But how's Miranda going to get it? Jack Black! Jackie! <laughs> well, dang, Jackie, I can't change the weather. <laughs> I can't change Miranda Cosgrove. <laughs> or, All right, so we'll we'll go ahead. Oh, we're going to go through acting, story, acting, humor, and uh, enjoyment. So we'll start off with acting. I'm going to give acting... The acting wasn't bad. The acting was very good. I'm going to give it a six and a half, though, hmm. um, because I'm I'm including within acting, I'm including some of the voiceover stuff, too. Disguises and whatnot. Yeah, like, and then like that. I'm okay. I'm okay. Like that stuff. Um, that would, could go in humor, 
But I'm going to put in acting because it's still kind of acting. And just using the same lines over and over. Um, I'm going to give it a six. Did I say six and a half? Six. I'm going to give it a six. So crazy uh, that it just might work. So I can't install it. My, my phone deleted my calculator now. Let me install it. That's, <laughs> that's awesome. Thanks. Thanks, iPhone. Uh, I'll figure out another way. Okay, cool. Um, so you gave it a six. Yep. Um, I think I'll give it a seven. Cause I think I think I think the uh, the disguises were re- the the uh, you know the disguises were really good, um, were really funny. Yeah. And I, I felt like that that's that's what really made it good for me was the disguises. Yeah. Um, I didn't I didn't much care for Pistachio's character. Yeah, I don't understand why. I mean, we have the box here, and has <laughs> Pistachio has like his little. Uh, like all his characters around this crystal ball, and then has pistachio in the front. But in the crystal ball, like as one of his characters is pistachio, because he's the center of all those disguises. But no, like right here it says pistachio, and it has like his head right here, and it's another pistachio. But then he's like in the middle too. Oh, so I'm like, what? That's not even a disguise. <laughs> and they didn't even put the. Uh, they could have put the uh, the. Oh, I got the dance and like the the cigar face guy on there. Hmm. He's not on there. Like they didn't put him on the case. But anyway, he's on the back. Oh, he's on the back. Yeah. So so I would give it a seven. We'll we'll go on to a uh, story. How, how did you? Four and a half. Four and a half. Okay. Now, you know what? Five. Five. Because now four and a half. I'm not gonna go back on my. Because um, it just uh, it wasn't compelling. It, again, the pacing hurt it a lot. It was just kind of feel like it was there to uh, push along the gags and the jokes. So, uh, and I've I've kind of decided, you know, after doing Valentine's Day, like, wow, I wish I gave this a lower score. Um, I'm I'm gonna try and kind of treat like you know the scale of one to ten. Like five is gonna be it was okay. You know, seven used to be okay to me. Now five ish. It was there. It was somewhat halfway decent. Yeah. Um, what where a seven would be more okay it was pretty good but yeah i'm gonna give it a four and a half okay subpar um i'm gonna give it a seven because of the fact that i'm also counting in the uh the fact where where if i had to write it down give a summary of it like write it down on a note card and stuff i could i could give a good summary of it and i feel like any good story that you could you know write it down like that I, f- I feel like makes makes a fairly a fairly uh, emphasis on fairly good does that um, mean story Lord of the Rings is a terrible story no uh, Lord of the Rings is a masterpiece it would just take the world's largest note card it's <laughs> it would take a book <laughs> it took three of them <laughs> <laughs> well that's because uh, Tolkien's editor is like bro you can't just have this humongous book, brick of a book. It's like fine, and then Game three of, books. Game of Thrones was like, bro. <laughs> I think I think uh, Martin tried to be tried too hard to be a Tolkien. Yeah, he failed, and he failed miserably. He hasn't even finished his story. Yeah, these are my waters. I'm old Gollum. <laughs> Gollum. I'm what? old Smeagol. <laughs> this is my ring. Bilbo Baggins. <laughs> I'm old Sauron. <laughs> what are you doing in my Mordor, boy? 
I'm whole Gandalf, you fool of a chunk. <laughs> you ever had second breakfast in the shoe? What about thirdsies? Elevensies. <laughs> okay, so I gave it a seven. Let's see, acting, story. Humor and enjoyment. Humor and enjoyment. Go. Humor, I'm going to give a six and a half. Okay. 16. Okay. Um, I haven't done some heads since my calculator don't work. Um, but just because the humor was very good. Mo- again, a lot of it was kind of like gags and jokes like that, but I, I enjoyed the humor. I laughed quite a bit. Um, and a lot of it was more chuckling and a, a quick laugh, but I enjoyed it. I feel like I feel like you could definitely tell that this was an early 2000s movie. It had its early 2000s finger it's like and not just and not just from effects or anything but just the music the humor the, the music oh yeah when when it started off like with the music this, i look it's like yeah you can definitely tell this is like <laughs> jessica simpson uh britney spears pop jam kind of thing like yeah. oh britney britney come <laughs> well like Jimmy even Trump. like even the um but saying, that's Jimmy, Jimmy, never mind. even like the cameos in it yeah, Jessica you know, Simpson, Michael, well, Keenan uh, Thompson, Keenan Thompson. Which I mean, he's still kind of popular these days, but yeah, not like he was obviously back then. Um, this who, got n- nominated by Nickelodeon for uh, in two thousand two for Nickelodeon Awards for world's uh, was it world's best fart in a movie. I think yeah, because of the uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, um, I'm going to give it an eight. Um, I really, I really enjoyed a lot of the jokes in it. Um, it made me chuckle a couple times. Yeah. Um, onto enjoyment. Oh, I thought that was, I thought. No, it's humor and then enjoyment. Okay. So enjoyment. Did did you combine humor and enjoyment? I did, but I, I can give them the same score. Okay. Uh, enjoyment. I'm gonna give. Uh, I'm gonna give another six because it's like, it was. It was. I enjoyed the movie for the most part. You know, laughed quite a bit. Had some fun with you. But now, if this was like a movie I had to watch by myself, it would be less enjoyable. Much like Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day is the new Fear Inc. <laughs> like it, it is just the new Fear Inc. It, it is so. God, man, I can't believe I watched that whole movie. Anyway, uh, yeah, yeah, six. Okay, um, I'm gonna give an eight uh, for this one. I I enjoyed it. It's definitely a movie that I wouldn't want. Yeah, I'm that I wouldn't mind watching again. Maybe like in a couple months or something. I I think it's a classic. Um, you know, a lot of people may not like it. I liked it. Yeah. Um, it's, I mean, it's, it may not be my top 10, may not be in my top 20, maybe in the top 30. Okay. I, I, you know, enjoyed it very much still. But, uh, let's see. Acting. No, I gave six, six and a half, four and a half, and six, right? Didn't you give one of them a seven? Mm, I don't remember seven. Okay. Six, six, uh, six and a half, and four and a half. Isn't there another question we ask? Remember, uh, remember. That's that was like what enjoyment replaced. 
Oh, okay. okay. Um, sometimes they change, but that I was trying to think of ones like you know, there was engagement and then there was enjoyment. I think we eventually went with enjoyment, but yeah, there was like memorability. Is there another question we ask? No, we just tally them up and we're good. So four questions. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sometimes there's a fifth, but I usually don't add a fifth unless there's like a specific thing about the movie, like Ready Player One. There might be like story acting. Um effects but then there also might be like references or something or, or enjoyment alrighty so uh, I gave this movie a 5.75 which we will just say basically I gave this movie a low 6 I was I was kind of close I said you would give it a 6 or a 7 I think yeah you were in the range um, mine was about 7.5 so I, f- I feel like that's a fairly decent yeah because it's it's because you know that's that's kind of like it's like, oh, this is the best movie ever, and it's not. Um, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. Yeah. So it's kind of like it's towards yeah, the middle. It's, yeah, it's, it's, you know, something you put on in the background sometimes. Something you watch if it's on, and you, there's nothing else on. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, that's it. That's it for this episode of Feast of Film. Go out into disguise yourself. <laughs> yeah, don't be a master of disguise. Just be yourself. Nah. All right, well. Unless you can be pistachio, then jump off a bridge. Well, that was that was Master of Disguise. Um, we got to go hunt down Jack Black. Yeah, he has a, a number that he needs to give me, and uh, I don't know where he flew out with that air guitar, but it was pretty sick. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, we're full. We'll yep. catch you next time. Keep on feasting. Yep. Feast on, my fellow feasters. Feast on. Jack, I'm coming for you. Later, gators. And you can go in three, two. I know you see somehow the world will change. Okay. Ooh. Are you ready? Um. I never find that it'd be so simple, but Sam and Cat can remember that song. What's the one with Victorious? Um, don't tell me. Oh my gosh. Here I am. Oh yeah, Once yeah. again, feeling lost, but now and then. Anyway, um. Hello. There we go. That's a little loud. Oh, not any louder than. Oh wait, you gotta turn the heater off. No. Oh. Now we wait. Oh, for it to. Yep. It's going to take Yep. Elijah Wood thinks Amazon's Lord of the Ring title is very bizarre. He says, I find it very bizarre that they're calling it Lord of the Rings as a shorthand because it's not. Lord of the Rings, it takes place in the second age of Middle-earth. Which is very true, because the War of the Ring takes place in the third age. But isn't Lord of the Rings just encompassing the whole the whole thing? No. I, I mean, I know Lord of the Rings, the books don't, but doesn't, wouldn't that just, you know, since it's called that, just calling all of it, you know, after Lord of the Rings... 
They could have just called it the Silmarillion or something. But then wouldn't people expect them to go through the whole Silmarillion? But the thing is, is that Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit weren't the first things that he wrote about Middle-earth. Some of the stories in the Silmarillion were first. But, I mean, The Lord of the Rings is the most popular. But because it's so popular, because people get so in-depth with it, a lot of people are going to get upset with that. I mean, isn't that the case with everything? Yes. <laughs> wow, this heater's taking a long time to turn off. Awkward. You know what they say every time there's an awkward silence? There's another an angel gets its wings. Although, I mean, I, okay, you said awkward. I was like, I guess this wasn't an awkward silence, but then you said awkward, so I guess that makes it awkward. It's only awkward if you make it awkward. But isn't saying awkward making it awkward? Not for me. What's kind of for me, so I guess I'm the only one who wasn't awkward. Awkward, awkward. It wasn't really awkward till you said it to me, and now it's like, <laughs> oh, I guess it was. <laughs> Do you live in a pond? What? No, I live in this house. <laughs> no, you live in a pond, you silly goose. Oh, okay. I see where you're going with that. You silly moose. Do you wanna do you wanna turn off? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I heard you, it's like fine. <laughs> I'm done. Are we are we ready? We're ready. <laughs>